Welcome back to another episode of the Fab Lab Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow fabricators, I am your host, Aaron Crowley, 29-year veteran of the stone industry, sold my stone shop last summer, still running a couple other little companies that I started that serve the stone industry, and what brings me probably the most joy, most satisfaction, and most excitement is doing the Fab Lab Podcast and a little bit of coaching on the side, helping stone shop owners move from a place of being redlined to a place of being a little more relaxed and a little more profitable. And so in this episode, I'm going to actually continue on that theme. In the last episode, episode 129, we talked about, are you redlined? And in this episode, we're going to talk about the difference between being redlined and the power band, moving from the redlined existence to the power band stage. In the last three stages of the six stages that I've been referring to, this is so fun. The possibilities that exist for an owner who moves into the delegator, discipler, and dreamer stage are just, they're limitless. And that's what brings so much excitement because I'm kind of in the middle of this transition myself. And so I'm going to share that with you today. The doer, the director, the dictator, that was what we talked about in the last episode, those progressions those stages, those gears, if you will, that an owner moves through and helping to identify it at what point you might run into that experience of being redlined where the demands of the business exceed the ability to manage effectively and sort of the the approach. What is the way through that and what is the way of maybe managing it more effectively? And so in this episode, we sort of changed the focus a little bit where the focus of that was that redline where the RPMs, where the engine is being run at a at a speed not a speed in terms of the velocity of the vehicle, but in terms of the RPM and the revving of the engine, the gas being pressed so hard without shifting to the next gear that it moves the tachometer and it moves the revs of the engine or the revolutions into a stage where it's actually not optimal for the performance of the engine, number one. And number two, it's actually a risk to the engine. It, it the potential is damaging the high-performance engine. And in this case, the analogy that we've been using, your business, you and your business are an engine for wealth creation. And if you run it at redline, ah, you know, it's not optimal and you risk blowing the thing up. And so in this episode, we get to talk about moving into the power band. And if you look at like a, a Wikipedia explanation of what the power band is, it's lower RPMs, but it is this intersection where you reach the optimal torque and horsepower of the engine in any particular gear. So it's like the optimal, it's the ideal, it's the best case scenario for operating the engine or driving the car, getting you to the destination you want to get to. So we're going to talk about those three gears today, the delegator stage or gear, the discipler, and then the dreamer. And here's what's so cool about when you make this transition, and it's a significant shift, the first three really are a category in and of themselves. The second three is a new phase. It is a completely different experience. And the transition, when you make this transition from either the director or the dictator stage into the passage, the the door, the gatekeeper, if you will, is the move from director management style or dictator management style to the delegator management style. And once you make that transition, once you have learned this skill, it literally forever changes your relationship to the business forever. And I want to mention something else here real quick from our sponsor, the no lift install system. The no lift install system will forever change the lives of your installers, taking the wear and tear, the physical wear and tear. It's kind of like redlining their health 
for the interest of getting 3CM countertops in. When you get the no-lift system, it backs it down into the power band. It allows the installer to transfer the weight and the wear and tear of those countertops to the device, to the mechanism, to the cart, the no-lift install system, which frees them up to do what they really do well, which is the skill that they've learned. Lugging countertops in is a manual job. It's like digging a ditch when there's an excavator, you know, right there on the job site. It's just like, it's just, it doesn't take a lot of thought. It just takes a lot of brute effort and there's a potential risk to it. You get the no lift install system. You get to transfer that wear and tear to the cart and then you get to optimize that installer's skill, the expertise that they have developed and that they apply on the job site, leveling counters, glue and seams, mixing colors, polishing seams, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You retain that extraordinarily valuable skill set forever and so check out noliftsystem.com and get your crew a no lift system so now back to this three gears analogy that we're talking about the delegator stage which is kind of the gatekeeper it's the passageway into this new phase this dreamlike state of owning a business this transition it begins with the delegator stage you move from the director or the dictator stage into the delegator stage that's the next Here's the cool thing about this. Once you learn this skill, once you grasp it, once the light bulb goes off and you begin to apply it in a very limited stage, and you go, oh, it worked. Oh, my gosh. I actually assigned a task to an individual in the company that fills a position in the company, and they perform that task correctly and on time without me being there, without me looking over their shoulder, without me having to fix it. You make this realization that the business is no longer limited by the number of hours that you as the owner must work to keep the business going. It is this significant transition. Once you grasp this, all of a sudden the constraints have been removed. The business is no longer constrained by the number of hours you can work. The ability to multiply and scale and grow the business essentially is limitless. And so here's a couple of options. The business can grow and multiply the owner's expertise, the owner's vision, what it is the owner wants to do. The business can expand that while the owner works a finite or fixed or set number of hours. The owner's hours do not need to increase commensurately with the volume of work. So you get this multiplication effort. It's so gratifying. It's so amazing. Or check this out. The owner can continue in its current state while the owner actually backs off and works fewer hours. So the bonus to this, on top of the benefit of either growing the business or keeping the business the same and reducing the number of hours, is that the bonus is that by using effective delegation, you actually also increase the profits of the business while reducing the frustrations that you as the owner have to experience in the process. That is the hallmark of the delegator. I've probably talked about this like on 20, 30, maybe 50 podcasts here on the Fab Lab podcast. I even wrote a book about it. That was the whole point, making this transition. What is the skill set? What is the practical approach to learning how to delegate? Essentially, in essence, effective delegation is merely you as the owner communicating your expectations about how you want critical tasks performed in the business. they got to be performed correctly and on time. And once you do that, the business without you can profitably keep the promise made to the customer. And so you just incrementally, step-by-step, slowly over time, take critical tasks that need to be performed, and you assign those formally and officially to positions within the company. You assign the position You define the results, 
You design the operations. That is delegation. That is the essence. That is the sum total of this practice, the skill set that you as an owner, once you grasp the power and the potential of this, your life will never be the same. So that is the delegator stage. Next, we move to the discipler stage. Now, this is really cool. This is really interesting. Now, I had to actually make up a word. (laughs) I discovered that discipler isn't a word. It's not in the dictionary. It's not online. Where it comes from, if you have heard the story of Jesus, God's son, the biblical account of him coming to earth, dying on a cross, he then leaves. Well, he had 12 disciples. Maybe you've heard the story. Well, Jesus teaches his disciples. He trains his disciples. He spends time with them knowing that he's actually going to leave. He's going to go back to heaven and leave the disciples on earth to do the work. Well, an owner, in a sense, has to do the same thing. And so that's where this idea comes from. The discipler, the owner, must begin to convey, not just transfer the tactical work, the critical tasks being assigned so that the the operating level work gets done so that the promise gets made. But here's another dynamic. As the business grows, the owner essentially becomes further and further removed from that tactical work, from that operating level work. And so there's got to be a mechanism. There's still got to be a, a leverage to ensure that, that critical t- those critical tasks get done. So you've got to begin to add managers or supervisors that take the place of the owner. They, in a sense, operate the lever. They oversee the checklist to make sure that the operating level gets done, operating level work gets done correctly and on time. But you, you can only have so many reporting employees. You know, if you, you reach 20 employees, you can't have 20 people reporting to you. At some point, you've got to break that down and you've got to install intermediaries between you and the operating level work so that you, you, just in a practical sense, that you can manage it all effectively. And so that's how you get leverage by hiring highly trusted, highly trustworthy, highly dependable supervisors, disciples, if you will, who get the mission, the vision, and the values, who align with your mission, vision, and values owner, and who buy into the idea of continuing this work and expanding it. And so you know, as the business grows, you've, you've got to be able to extend. There's got to be this leverage. You've got to have layers there that allows the owner's mission, the owner's vision, the owner's values to continue because if it's just tactical, if it's just this mechanical, robotic, it's merely following instructions, following step-by-step procedures, filling out checklists, which is all absolutely necessary, but to move through this progression, you can't stop there. Part of the discipler, part of the work of discipling your management team, your leadership team, is to convey your mission, your vision about the business and the values that are inherent in the business. These managers have got to step up and continue it, take it forward, make progress on that. You see, the tactical, the process, you know, the operating level, that work, you you. In a sense, you cannot create enough procedures, processes, and checklists to accommodate every variable. You see, the the fact is business is so dynamic, especially small business and especially custom manufacturing of a natural stone product. You you multiply the variability by about 10x. And so you, you literally cannot formulate a procedure for every conceivable contingency or unexpected occurrence in the business. It's not possible. So there's got to be this logic. And if you tried, what you would have is a bureaucracy. 
<laughs> think of the DMV, think of the IRS, think of a county building inspector. There's just no latitude for common sense. There's no flexibility at all. There's no modifying things to make it work in a pragmatic approach. There's just none of that. It's just completely inflexible and it would be destined to fail. And you couldn't, you couldn't create enough pride. It'd take you 10 years to create enough processes. And by the time you did, they'd be obsolete anyway. And so what you have to have in the business is managers who can still operate in that variability, but understand the values, understand the mission and the vision, the purpose behind the business well enough that they know how the owner would respond. They know how the owner would react. They know the decisions most likely that the owner would make in one of those situations where it's a one-off, it's an exception to the rule, and a judgment has to be made, which is very oftentimes what the owner gets you know, bombarded with all the time. Well, the discipler successfully transmits the mission, the vision, and the values to the management team, to the leadership team, so that they can make those judgments. They can use discretion referring to the stated mission, vision, and values, and essentially operate as an extension of the owner's character so that the owner is free to move to the next stage, the next gear. Hear this, the the power band, the power of this fellow fabricator, the power of this stone shop owner is so unbelievable. One of the the hallmarks of this discipling, you got to have a couple of things in place. You've got to have the mission and the vision, which is a deep or deeper meaning behind the existence of the company. What does the business do? exist to do and it's got to be more than just serve the owner that's definitely a part of it that's one of the benefits of starting taking the risk investing sacrificing blood sweat and tears crying raging all of those things on the pathway from doer to director to dictator to delegator and now to the discipler stage one of the benefits one of the things we strive for (laughs) is the benefit that comes from that, we're going to get to that in the dream stage, but one of the other things is necessary, the mission and the vision of the business for this to work has got to be more than just serving the owner. There's got to be some deeper meaning, deeper purpose that people can latch onto and believe in and further where it justifies them saying, hey, I, I believe this. I am, it's in my self-interest, number one and number two. It has a deep enough meaning to be worthwhile investing their career in carrying it forward. So that's your mission and vision. Then you got to have the values. They've got to be stated. And these aren't like aspirational values like you look online and go, hey, what are good values for a business? No, you assess what are your values. And quite frankly, your business is already operating off of your values, fellow stone shop or fellow fabricator, stone shop owner. You just have to identify them so that you can communicate them, so you can speak about them clearly. So that's the mission and the vision and the values. Then you got to spend enough time conveying the mission, the vision, and the values. In my role at No Lift Install System with our leadership team, we have five, we call it the key players meeting. We have it every Tuesday at one o'clock at every meeting. Either myself or one of my leaders, one of my managers reads the mission, the vision, and the values of No Lift to just reinforce it, to remind ourselves, why are we here? Because sometimes you run into problems and you run into frustrations, you run into issues, and you don't meet your goals, and it's just like, ah, and we get caught up in what we wanted to accomplish, and then it's like, no, we got to bring this back. Well, and I can rattle this off without even looking at the notes. The No Lift mission, i got to pause here for a second. Now that I've said that, <laughs> my mind went blank. It's to change the way the industry thinks about how countertops are loaded, transported, and installed. 
Our job is to, is to convey, the mission is to move the industry towards a point where it is commonly believed that Lyft expecting an installer to pick up, carry, and muscle countertops into a job, that that's okay. Our, our, our goal is to change the way the industry thinks about that so that that's no longer okay. Where we, our, our, so our goal is not to sell carts. Our goal is to impact the industry, and it is measured by that impact. We want to change the way the industry thinks about how countertops are loaded, transported, and installed. And the goal of that is so that installers aren't being wore out and discarded in the process. So that so when I'm away, my management team knows why we exist. This doesn't exist to serve Aaron. This, this exists to serve the industry in a very narrow, specific purpose of saving the careers. Why our motto is no installer retires before their time. We exist to make that impact. And so when you have spent time conveying that in your absence, stone shop owner, in your absence, fellow fabricator, the management team knows what to do. In the absence of the owner's availability, he may be on vacation. He may be in a meeting starting another business, which we're getting to here in a minute in the dreamer stage. But that you got to spend time conveying regularly reinforcing those, living out those values and commenting and reminding and reminding and inspiring your team with the mission and the vision, the greater purpose, the deeper meaning behind the business. Once you've done that, and this isn't like a, a, a hard, fast start, stop. You get to here, you close that chapter, you start the next one, you open this door, you close. The, this, this, is, this is a little bit more progressive. It just sort of unfolds. But once you have conveyed, once the team has grasped the mission, vision, and values, you now are allowed, you're enabled, in a sense you're permitted to move into the dreamer stage. This is sixth gear. I don't know if cars have a sixth gear or not. Maybe they do. Maybe race cars do. Maybe high-performance vehicles do. But we're going to call this sixth gear the dreamer stage. This is where it gets absolutely awesome. So you got two things going on. Mission, vision, values are being carried out by the management team. The operating level tasks, the critical tasks in the business are being performed by the operating level employees in the company. Once you have accomplished that dual goal, you now have the freedom to dream. This is an amazing milestone. Now, what does it mean to dream? The owner is now relieved of so much of the day-to-day demands. Most owners can't appreciate this. Most owners have a hard time stopping for 10 minutes and just thinking that red line existence requires so much of them. They can't stop to think there's no space. There's no place for them to go to find relief from the noise, from the questions, from the issues, from the fires. And once you reach this place where the crew is doing the work and the management team is overseeing it and reporting back to you, all of a sudden it's like the noise begins to reduce the volume goes down and the capacity and the opportunity to stop and think wow what a concept what else is possible the owner can now dream about things like what's the next phase what's the next stage what can this company do where might we go from here now that i've got time to actually think through it and imagine the possibilities for the business Assess opportunities in the marketplace. Look at the business, look at the marketplace and say, hey, what other opportunities exist for us? There's a, um, 
the old matrix, what was it? The strengths, weaknesses, the SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. If you're in that red line existence, you have no opportunity to assess the opportunities and prepare for the threats. You're so busy, you're, you're, you're so in it that you can't step back far enough to assess the landscape. want to make a real quick comment here. When you're talking about assessment, I just want to make a quick plug. In the show notes, you can check out my Stone Shop Business Assessment Tool. It's a free tool that you can use, a 20-point approach to evaluating the four key areas of your business. gives you a score, gives you some insight into where things are working well, and maybe where things need a little bit of a tune-up. But, you know, this is a practical, necessary, essential part of strategic management and leadership. It is assessing opportunities. It is assessing the risks and the threats to the business. Identifying, hey, we're weak over here. We need to shore this up. Or, hey, guys, huge opportunity here. We need to pursue this. If we don't, we might miss it. When you are in the dream stage, you have the capacity to do that kind of strategic work. And it's fun. Now you're getting out of the grind and you're getting into goal setting. What else is possible? Now, <laughs> I've left the best for last. Now, this is, the, this is where I tie this whole two-episode or maybe three-episode or maybe four-episode theme together. Using the engine analogy, your engine for wealth creation. What are your strategies to shrink back or to grow to the next stage in terms of existing in that red line scenario? How do you identify when you're in that red line stage and what does that do to you and how do you get beyond it? Well, now we're going to bring this full circle. One of the other and massive benefits of progressing through these five other stages and getting to the dream stage, you have the opposite of red line. I looked it up. (laughs) The antonym of a red line existence is relaxation. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, think way back. Think back Many, many owners begin their business with the idea that they can start a business and be free. Have time. Take time off when they want to. Get away from the demands of the existing boss or the current boss or the crummy manager that you're working for. And this idea that you will have time, you'll have the resources to catch your breath. But then they get into the business and they start making that progression and the business begins to grow. And all of a sudden, instead of being free, instead of being able to relax, instead of being able to enjoy the fruits of their labor, they become enslaved to the red line existence because the business, as a result of their successful leadership, grows beyond their ability to manage. Well, When you get to the dream stage, this is when, in a sense, you get to realize that original dream, which is that freedom and the opportunity to relax. The business is being managed by the management team in terms of the day-to-day operations. The work is getting done correctly and on time by the operating level employees because of the application of the process, assigning the position, defining the results, designing the operation, giving the managers checklists to oversee that work. The owner now all of a sudden looks around and goes, (laughs) it's getting done. The work is getting done correctly and on time and i can breathe so fellow fabricator stone shop owner would you like to breathe would you like the opportunity to relax would you like the opportunity to have the capacity to perhaps start another business change the business that you're in pursue new opportunities take more time off leave for lunch with a client without having to be back at a certain time, or without taking calls during your meeting to say, I'm taking off for lunch, I'll be back when I'm back. 
and have nobody expecting you back until you get back. I'm telling you, fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, that is absolutely possible. As you move, and it's progressively possible, you get bits and pieces of this. Every time you move to the next gear, every time you move to the next stage, you get a taste of this existence, of this experience, this dream world existence of owning a company. Once you have made this progression, you've made the leap from director, dictator, to delegator, and then to discipler where your management team and leadership team is in place. Once that has happened and your values, your mission, and the vision have been conveyed and are being furthered by your leadership team and the company, you now get to relax. And it's awesome. It is something worth striving for. So fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, I'm so glad that you... Listen to this episode because this is one of the most significant, I think this is what everybody wants, this is what everybody desires, is what everybody imagines they will experience when they start their company. And I'm telling you, it's absolutely within reach. Believe it, it is absolutely possible for you to experience what I have just described here. If you listen back a few episodes, The Tale of Two Owners, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it to see the contrast, the sharp contrast between the director, dictator, and the dreamer. The person who just hasn't progressed enough, hasn't invested enough in their professional development and career and management experience and expertise and skill set development, just hasn't got to the point where they can delegate, disciple, and dream. And man, it's great when you get here. So ladies and gentlemen, I just want to mention a couple of things. I mentioned earlier the assessment, the stone shop or the stone stone shop business assessment tool. It's in the show notes of this podcast, there's a link. You click that link, it'll take you to that assessment tool. It gives you a 20-point evaluation of your business. Tells you where you're doing great. Tells you, tells you where you may want to do a little bit of work, where you want to focus your time. I also want to mention that you can get my book, Less Chaos, More Cash. I wrote that book. It is the gateway. It is the explanation. It is the step-by-step instructions, if you will, for effective delegation. How to move from this director, dictator into the delegator mentality and skill set. So you can check that out on my website, AaronCrowley.com. You can download the first three chapters for free or you can buy a hardback copy, which I will sign for you. <laughs> so fellow fabricator, I am so glad that you tuned in. While you're at AaronCrowley.com, checking out that book or downloading those three free chapters, you can also check out how to work with me. I do a fair amount of coaching because I am in this stage of my business career where I have effectively delegated, I've discipled my management team, and now I am in a phase where the business operates, runs, and is growing without my direct involvement, which has freed me up to do what I really dream about doing, which is impacting the lives of fellow stone shop owners in the industry who are in that red line experience. And so if you want to explore coaching, you can just check out the work with me page, answer some questions about your business, and I'll reach out to you and we'll schedule a complimentary, no strings attached, no cost. Well, there's a cost. There's a cost to me because I invest 90 uninterrupted minutes with my coaching prospects. 90 minutes, no strings attached. My gift to you, the impact is tremendous. So if you want to understand what coaching is about, I don't tell people about coaching or or how it works. I give you the opportunity to experience it in a no strings attached 90-minute coaching experience. So fellow fabricator, stone shop owner, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so glad you tuned into this episode of the Fab Lab podcast. I look forward to the next episode. Got an interview coming down the pike that you are really, it's very timely. Very, very timely considering the times that we're in. An opportunity for you to reassess your business and actually increase the profits. It's going to be good. So until then, fellow fabricators, 
Happy fabricating.